Story and a song, story and a song, words and music, they belong. Story and a song, story and a song, hope that you will sing along. Kia ora, I'm Tanya Bad. And I'm Peter Forster. And we'd like to welcome you to A Story and a Song, a storytelling podcast for children from the Batcave. All right. Story! 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 Okay, well, I think there's one more book in the pile. Another book one? Well, yeah. That's what we just thought. Every every time we do a storytelling Batcave, we have to think. Pete and I go, hmm, what are we going to share with the Tamariki and their whanau in this version of the Batcave? Ah. And I was thinking, well, I've never really shared some of my books so I thought, but I mean, like I said, as much as I like books, I really like telling stories better than reading them. And I like people making their own pictures. Huh, okay. So, you see, there's one more down there. And this story is a wishing story. I'm going to lift it up, Batlam. I think you might be getting sore jaws from dragging books around. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I think I might need a little massage in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, you shouldn't really pick books up with your mouth. It's very hard when you've just got little... You know, trottery things. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know technically what a lamb's foot is called. A hoof. Hoofs. A hoof? Are, are you a, are you, do you have hoofs? I don't have to look that one up. Mm. <gasps> now, this is a very cool story. Now, those other stories I made up myself, but this is a very old story. It's called, I'll have to sort of get you. Oh, yeah, that book is like sort of pushing me out of the screen. <laughs> Big book. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so um, this is called The Fairy's Gift. And long, 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 long time ago, when I first was lucky enough to go to Ireland, I was at a storytelling festival down on the southernmost um, island of Ireland, which is called Cape Clear. And I met an old woman who lived on that island, and she was a Shanaki, which is an Irish storyteller. And she said... I understand that you like the stories about the fairies. And she was right, because I did. I really like fairy stories. And so she told me this story, and her name was Eilis de Barra. And I suspect that Eilis de Barra is probably not alive anymore. Mm. If she is, she's a very, 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 very old lady. She would be more than 100 years old. Uh, but we still have her story, of course. And the lovely Nicoletta Ciccioli from Italy uh, did the pictures. But again, I'm going to tell you the story and then we'll look at the pictures later on. Okay, the suspense, the suspense. Yeah, and this is a wishing story. So maybe you can all think about what you might wish for. Oh, I bet I know what you're going to wish for. Oh, it's not going to be what you think. It doesn't start with chocolate and then end with biscuits? No! That's what Pete would wish for. Hey, Pete. Did you hear that? I did. I was in the middle of guitaring. Oh, he was guitaring. We just interrupted him. Anyway, you can all think about what you would wish for for this last story for the Batcave. Eilis de Barra's story. And that's what the nice thing about sharing stories is when we share stories that are told to us by people, we remember them at the same time. Yay! I wish I'd met Eilis de Barra. She's pretty cool. All right. You're going to get yourself comfortable and think about what you're going to wish for? So this is one of those stories that starts once upon a time. Do you like those ones? 
those ones. Once upon a time, on the edge of a forest, there lived a woodcutter. You can probably guess from his name what he did. Cut wood? Pretty good guess, Pete. <laughs> he did. He cut wood. If you're like us and you have a wood fire at home, maybe um, somebody in your house has been out there with an axe chopping the wood and cutting the wood. And that's what the woodcutter did. Every day he went into the forest and he cut wood because he had three other people that he had to look after. There was his wife, there was his mother, and there was his father. So the four of them lived in that little cottage together. And they were very, very poor. They were so poor that when it rained, there were holes in their roof and the water came in. And when the wind blew, it found its way through the little cracks in the holes in the wall. And sometimes they didn't have enough to eat and sometimes they went to bed at night with hungry tummies. Now, if it wasn't difficult enough, not having, you know, food and a nice warm, dry house, well, the woodcutter and his wife, they'd only ever really wanted one thing, and that was they had always wished for a child. Because look at you. Look at the cool children here. You'd want a child like Frankie, wouldn't you? Because she's pretty cool. Yeah. But the years came and the years passed and never did the sound of baby's cries filled their house and then there was the woodcutter's mother she was pretty old when she was younger she could see just as well as you and I but as she got older her eyes had stopped working and now she was completely blind and so she would sit there in her rocking chair rocking by the fire in complete darkness she couldn't tell when it was morning or when it was evening because all her world was dark. Ah, oh dear. Life was pretty hard for them. And every day out went the woodcutter into the forest. And this story started one day. He went out and he had his axe. And he went out and he started to chop, chop, chop a log that was lying on the ground. When he happened to look up and he saw a bird. It was a hawk and it was circling round and around now we often look at our window at home at Awa Awaroa and we watch the hawks doing this they glide on the currents that come up the valley and they circle round and around if you've ever seen a bird do that if they're a, a predator bird they're hunting looking for a rabbit or something good to eat and that's what that hawk was doing and so the woodcutter he stopped chopping because he was curious to see what the hawk was hunting and he looked down on the ground and there hiding up against the stump of a tree was a little person about this big and they had a little hat like this and they had sort of brown clothes on and a little beard and they had a very frightened look on their face and the woodcutter, though, he'd never seen a little person like that before. He knew exactly what that little person was. It was one of the good neighbours, one of the wee folk, one of the fairies. Because his old mother had told him about the fairies in the forest. 
And so he reached out and he picked up a stone and he threw it. Now, he didn't want to try and hit the hawk, but he wanted to scare the hawk away. So he threw the stone towards the hawk and sure enough, the hawk flew away. And he looked back at the little, the little person who was a little man who stepped out from his hiding place and said, Wait, thank you. You saved my life, you did, and for that, I'll be giving you something. And the woodcutter stood there as the little man put his little hand into a tinier still pocket and pulled out something very bright and beautiful. And the woodcutter bent over to see what it was, and the little man said, It's a wish! Oh, you can take it, and you can wish for whatever it is that your heart desires. Wow, the woodcutter couldn't believe it. He picked up that wish. Oh, it was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. Oh, and he was standing there looking at it. Oh, when he remembered his manners and he turned back to say thank you. But the little man had disappeared. He was all by himself again. So he stood there and he started to think about all the things he could wish for. Hmm... Did any of you come up with any ideas about what you'd like to wish for? What do you think you might wish for, Frankie? I wish that I could be friends with a fairy. Oh, you could be friends with a fairy. Oh, that would be they would be a very cool friend to have, wouldn't it? I could see why you might like a wish like that. Has anyone else got a wish they would like to share? Rika, have you got a, a a wish that you want to share? Maybe. Yeah. What were you thinking? I'm not really sure. It's hard. It's a hard decision to make. You've only got this one wish. Banana. No. We're not going to. No, you can go to a supermarket or the grocers for that. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, you wish for more wishes, would you? And then you wouldn't just have to have one. Oh, that's clever. Oh, very, very, very sneaky and clever. Yeah. yeah. Well, the woodcutter, he was thinking about bananas probably because they were pretty hard to come by in Ireland then. And uh, he probably didn't even know about bananas to wish about them. And he was thinking about oh, going all kinds of interesting places. He was certainly thinking about food because he was usually pretty hungry. And then he thought about his family who were all sitting at home in that cold little cottage with hungry tummies too and he thought oh I can't keep this wish for myself I'll take it home and I'll share it with my family and we can all make a wish together he was that kind of person so he hurries back home and he calls his family to him and they all come and sit around the table and he starts telling them the story how he was out in the forest and the, and the hawk and, and then he saw the little man and oh and then he threw the rock and then the little man gave him the wish it was a very exciting story imagine getting to tell someone a story like that and he'd hardly finished telling his story when his wife jumped up and she clapped her hands together and she said, Oh, husband, don't you see? They're giving you that wish so you can wish for the child that we've always wanted. I don't care if it's a boy or a girl, so long as it's bonny and, and healthy. Wish for the child. And the woodcutter was like, Of course. Why didn't I think of that? I'm going to wish for the child. It'll make us both very happy. And he took the wish out and he was about to say, I wish for a child. When his mother put her hand on his arm and said, Son, son, I know about the fairies. I know I told you about them when you were a little boy. But when I was a little girl, I saw them with my own eyes. I, I was a friend of the fairies, a bit like Frankie wanted to be. 
and they're giving you that wish. So the chicken wished that I can see again. Oh, how I would like to see the sun rising again, and even more so, I'd like to see your face. Oh, son, I beg of you, will you wish that I can see again? Oh, that was tricky, wasn't it? Who's going to say no to their mum? Bet none of you ever say no to your mums, do you? <laughs> He's thinking, oh, my mother who gave birth to me, who looks after me. Oh, I'm going to give her the wish. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wish that she could see. So he takes the wish again and he's about to say, I wish that my mother could see. When his father, who usually didn't say very much at all, he was always just sitting quietly in the corner reading his book. He says, son, listen, you've only got one wish and you've got to use it wisely. So listen, I'm going to give you some good advice. Wish for the gold. With the gold, you can buy us all a better life. We'll get a nice warm house and we'll have lots to eat. Oh, and we won't be so unhappy and cold and miserable. Wish for the gold. Oh, no. Now that really wonderful wish that he had, now he didn't know what he was going to wish for. Was he going to wish for the baby or so that his mother could see or for the gold? Oh, that wonderful thing became a burden. He didn't know what to do because he knew whichever wish that he chose, there would be two people who were really disappointed. So he went for a walk in the forest, which is always a good thing to do when you're not sure what to do. I like to go for a walk in the Nahiri. And he walked and he walked and he walked and it started to get dark and he looked up into the sky and he saw a shooting star. And when he saw that shooting star... He had an epiphany, you know, like a realisation about what he could do. And he hurried back to the house and he called his family back around the table. He says, I made my decision. Oh, his wife's going, oh, I hope he's going to wish for the child. And his mother's going to say, oh, I hope he's going to wish that I can see. And his father's like, oh, he's going to wish for the gold. <gasps> and he took out his wish and he let go of it and it floated up. And the light illuminated the room and the family as they sat there together. And he said these words. He said, I wish that my mother could see our baby lying here in a cradle of gold. I wish that my mother could see our baby lying here in a cradle of gold. And with that one wish, he made everybody's wish come true. Was really clever. That was very clever, clever. He was a bit tricky. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Did you think about what you wanted to wish for, Batlan? Um, I would like to wish that I could swim. Oh, well, you know, that's a wish you could actually do something about. We could send you to swimming lessons, couldn't we? Well, we could give you some. Yeah, we could get, because Pete and I can swim. We could teach you how mm. to swim. Really? Yeah. You probably want to take your back cape off. What? That's my superhero power cape. Yeah, but it would probably make you sink as well. Probably swimming in superhero capes is not such a good idea. No. Maybe, maybe, maybe your wish can come true, bat lamb. Maybe by the end of summer you can swim. You could be a, a swimming bat lamb. Splash splash. Yeah, very clever. Oh. Well, hang on. I'm just going to show some some of the pictures because Nicoletta, well, she's actually gone on to become a very famous Italian artist. She has, yeah, she has. And I was lucky enough to have her illustrate a couple of books for me. 
So, oh, I'll show you my favorite. Here's my favorite picture. This is the bit in the story. Oh, and it, 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 I didn't actually say that the family floated up into the air, but I think, look, look, when we live in a world where we try and, um, you know, make our wishes, um, you know, something that makes everybody happy, I reckon that's what happens. Everybody's joined together. So I really like oh, that that's picture. that's beautiful. It is a beautiful picture, mm. that one, isn't it? Of them all floating up and there's the wish in the middle of them. And, oh, would you like to see a picture of the little, the little fairy person that he meets in the forest there? Let's have a look, see if he looks like what you imagined he was going to look like. There he is. Here he comes. There we are. Oh, there's one of the... There's the very big woodcutter, and there's the very little fairy giving him a wish. Oh, and look, you can even see the hawk over his shoulder there oh, flying yeah. away. Mm. Wow, I like that. Mm. So, there's a couple of pictures from The Fairy's Gift, an old Irish story by Eilis de Barra, which probably wasn't by her. It's a very old Irish story. These They're, they're the old stories that get handed around. Well... Time flies when you're having stories. And you know what? You can find those storybooks in the library. And I bet you guys all have library cards. So next time you go to the library, yeah. you can go and ask for those books and you can borrow them. That's what's so cool about libraries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can look at the other pictures. Yeah. Oh, can I look at the other pictures? Yep, later on you can. But now it's time for us to go to bed <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of that go goes on in our bed <laughs> actually i'll tell you some exciting news okay i'm going to tell them that next time we do the bat cave we're going to be doing it from malaysia <gasps> yeah that's right where's malaysia uh, it's a long way away somewhere very hot it's very hot and we have to hop in an aeroplane and fly for 11 and a half hours mm. oh yeah, so it's a long, long, long way away. And we might try and persuade some of our storytelling friends who are joining us from all over Southeast Asia. Maybe they might come along and tell some stories on the Batcave. Would you like that? Yeah, some other storytellers. Yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Bit of variety. It? Bit of variety. Just, just Pete and I. Spice it up me. a bit. Yes, and you're here as well, Batlam. I mean, you're you're the spicy part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, we'll see you in Malaysia. Hopefully, all the technology will work and we'll, we'll send you a message. Do you know there's a special um, city in Malaysia called Kuching, and that means cat in Bahasa Malay, and that is the cat city. I've been there before doing storytelling. <gasps> Are there lots and lots and lots of cats? Well, there's lots of pictures and statues of cats. In fact, they have a cat museum. Ooh. Some people might like to go to a cat museum. I think I'd like to go. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in a month's time and sharing stories from Malaysia. Until then, take care. Hi, See you. Paul Marie. Night-night. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to be part of our podcasts, you can join the Bat Cave or support us by purchasing books and audios from our website, www.imagined-worlds.net.